Hello and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. My name is Matthew Cooper and today we're joined by the three Talking Walls regulars. We'll start with the main man himself. Dave, how are you going, mate? Very well, thank you. A little bit husky after the weekend, after shouting at uh, football players, both on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but yeah, all, all good other than that, thank you. Nicely navigated. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. How are you, mate? I saw you both like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Was that me? Sorry, I was only I was only shouting uh, Saturday. Yeah, Finn. I, I, I asked George. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you went. No, no, sorry, it's fine. It's fine. I, I know I normally go to Finn next day, and I but I thought I'd switch. I used up, to be so the main man. I've fallen. I'm falling to third. The now. main man used to get rotated. Mm. Um, but I had, I had a I had a quote. Dave's like, how quick were you, mate? <laughs> Call me the main man one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Finn, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Yeah, I, I was only shouting Saturday, so I'm I'm all good and happy to get a win. So. We're going to be happy for once, I think, today. And most importantly, George, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm fit, firing and healthy. And my tonsils are intact, unlike, unlike Dave as well. Nice, <laughs> nice. Did you go to the game Saturday, George? Yeah, I met you before the game. Oh, my God, you did. <laughs> memorable, memorable. Honestly, mate, my, my memory's awful. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a bit concerning. Oh, God, yeah. that's bad. That yeah. is really bad. I'm so sorry, mate. It was good yeah. to see you anyway. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, how did you get on Sunday? Screaming at footballers. Is it, do you have I, the, the kids against? No, did you lose? Mate. Yeah, massively. First loss uh, in a long time, you know, and it it was a big big defeat. Eight 0 I think it was. Oh my god! Well, the rest scouts were there as well, weren't they? First time for as a party, and then as a yeah, party. But, um, What's the team called again? I'm not telling you. Uh, <laughs> The referee, one of their players, took a throw in when hot, like his foot was fully on the pitch, and the parents are going mad at the referee. He's no, in the rules, you're allowed one foot on the pitch for a throw in. So after the game, the parents told me that, and I was there like, even I had to Google it just to make sure I wasn't like losing the plot. So I had to, I had to leave a little note to the league secretary saying this referee needs to be told. So he was about sixty as well, the ref. Like he should know the rules, but yeah. well, I'm, I'm sure if um, if he would have took the flowing flow properly, it wouldn't have been eight 0 I'm sure that was a catalyst yeah. for it all. Yeah. When <laughs> stuff like that happens, it falls well, apart. Apparently, <laughs> one of the la- one of our lads got books right at the start of the game. I didn't see it. Books aren't they like under nines? No, under elevens. Yeah, You've got, got bookings in under 11s. <laughs> Mate, what are you drilling into there? You've got parents like, you're gonna have to pay. Are you gonna have to pay a fight? And I said, what for? I said the booking at the start. I said, I'm gonna have to check the replay. I didn't see it. I don't know. Jeff. Yeah. Have you yeah. have you got the um those cameras set up the side of the pitch? What they called the game? Some VO cameras. Some teams yeah, have them. For, nah, it's a lot of money for what though for for just me, like for just my team. So I've you're not one. working on your on your shape. Nah, unfortunately not. No. No. Well, obviously not if you lose lost eight nil. <laughs> but it's our first loss in about ten. So, you know. Yeah, that'll do, mate. All good things must come to an end. And with one defeat, we also have a win in the shape of. Hmm. Wolves versus Nottingham Forest. Dave, however, do was that a win? Are you convinced? Are you? Do you think like we've turned a new leaf? Because I certainly don't. But who's asked? Yeah, no. no obviously, the the performance wasn't overly convincing, but we we did what we had to do uh, to to obviously get the three points. I know. I say we got a little bit fortunate with a penalty save, but I mean, for pretty much 65, 70 minutes of the game, we were by far the better team. Um, and I think we deserved it. I think there's a lot of pressure off the players and the fans now. You know, it was getting, as we know, quite toxic sort of this time last week. Um, so I'm really glad that we got the win. Um, and another few points over the next week or so, we're going to be in a completely different position in the table. So it was crucial we got that win. You know, Forrest, 
Um, I know we haven't sort of played Leicester yet. You know, the, those are the two teams down there, but Forest were comfortably the worst team that we've played this season. So we had to make sure we got the three points. And it was a, let's just say it was a good enough performance. Yes, against other teams, we'll have to perform better, but we did what we had to do just to get back to winning ways. It's funny, funny you say that, Dave. I was checking the, um, the, the, the comments under your match review on Saturday. And, you know, most of them are kind of saying, saying exactly what you said, as is always. Everyone seems to agree with you. I don't know how you managed Easy. to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he knows his stuff, he does. Um, <laughs> but I, there was one comment, and it really stuck out to me. It said, like, um, another win, and we can really go and do something special. And I was like, that's mad. That, like, a few days ago, we were saying, we you know, we're really getting sucked in, and we're in a, a proper battle. But you are right. Like, maybe four the table. points. Four points yeah. from the next two, and you know you you're back in in in, in mid table, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, and that's why I thought. Obviously, I understood why everyone was upset and angry last week, but I knew looking at the fixtures coming up that I'm, I wasn't expecting us to get like twelve points out of the next four. But if you can still get six to nine, you'll you'll definitely won't be in the bottom three, and you'll be a lot closer to mid table. Um, I know we'll talk about the Palace game, but if you win mm. that, you know you shoot up to like twelve or thirteenth from the table. Um, so, yeah, we're still in an OK position. I think it's bought the club a lot of time in regards to the head coach search as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So, I think, you know, everyone, club, management, players, fans, everyone will be happy that we just managed to get the three points. It's strange, isn't it, Finn, that the game on, on, on Saturday felt absolutely massive, even though mm. maybe in the grand scheme of things it isn't. But you go and lose that game and it's looking more likely that your next appointment's not going to be a project, but a almost like a, a rescue mission, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, firefighter, whatever they call them, yeah. a Sam Allardyce-esque. Um, but no, yeah, it was only ever going to be like that. I think it was only ever going to be yeah, nil-nil or one-nil either way. Um, fortunately, I had a bet on one-nil Wolves, which is nice. I think 365 you, boosted it. So um, How much did you put on it, mate? I, went, I, know, I, you, I know you like a gamble down. Pound. One pound. pound. Yes. How, how much did you return? Nice. Nice. Yes. Thank you. That's, Thank all you. That's big for me. There are um, other betting so partners out there, such as Betmate, by the way. Um, I mean, well, we'll come on to that. I mean, I nearly yeah. that. It was a big yeah. weekend for me. We'll come on to it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, I think now we've got that win, it's easy to say. Because now I look at the table, you think teams from eighth downwards, it's a pretty poor league, like all those teams scrapping in and around. I, I saw a picture of the championship table the other day and how close it is. But also with a few wins in the Premier League, if you're, from 20th to 8th, 9th, as I say, it's probably not too far off. I haven't studied it much, but you look at the teams, now, now you've got a win under your belt. You go, well, we could do Palace, we could do Brighton, we could do Leicester, whatever. But yeah, it does. It, it just shows one goal and a, a save penalty as well. And you automatically start looking up. But I'm sure there'll be a time soon where we start looking down again, but it's nice to, to look up for once. Yeah, Jordan, no goals from open play. Um, hit the post in the, in the first half. But holistically, what do you think of the game and the performance overall? thought we did enough to win the game. I, I still feel we're going to have to play better to win games against other teams in this in this league. I, I didn't. I thought we were good enough to beat a really, really poor Forest team. And I generally think they were probably the worst team I've seen down Molyneux since we've been back in the Premier League. Like, you know, I, genuinely, I thought they were so disjointed and everything hearing about them, you know, with all these signs they've got. I couldn't tell you what their plan was. There was no cohesion. And... Yeah, they were pretty poor, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And traditional Wolves' way of making it as hard as possible to actually win a football game than needs to be. We did it, but look, I can't, you know, I don't think we can moan really. We needed a win, we've got a win. And you just move on to on to Palace tomorrow night. Um, 
and just take the positives out of it. You've got three points and now you've got to start looking up rather than behind your shoulder. Dave, does the, does the lack of chances that we create uh, worry you going into the, to the next two? I know we're still talking about the Forest game, but there was a couple of opportunities where better decision-making would have led to more chances, but I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if they're scared to make the might take a risk and, and, and risk losing the ball. There's a couple of times where we went through where like Costa could have been slid through and Pedence mm. has chosen a safe option. Does does that concern but do you think a win like that will lift spirits? I think yeah I think it'll definitely help. I think uh again like like we've already said we know it's a weaker opposition but I think in terms of actually getting the ball in the right sort of areas it on Saturday was one of the best I know it you know we didn't actually score from open play but it was one of our better attacking performances I thought you know you actually Look at the chances we had. Eight Norris in the first half. I thought we'd scored that, put that in the back of the net. A couple of slightly better crosses by Adama. And I think we could have uh, tested Henderson a couple of times more. Um, and it was just that final ball. But, you know, the ball retention in that sort of final third was much better. Uh, like George said, you know, Forrest weren't great. They were very sloppy. Um, Steve Cook and um, is it Toffolo, the other centre-half, looked really shaky. I think we should have tried to test them a little bit more. But... I think you could. It was the first time a lot of us got to see Diego Costa in the flesh uh, at Molyneux um, in a wool shirt, and you could tell he's attacking intelligence straight away. Yes, he's lacking that yard of pace, maybe, but the the attacking movement and how he's bringing others into play is is uh, very very good. So I think it's just waiting. I think it's with a lot of things, players, you know, performances from Nunes as well. We all know there's a player there, but we're just waiting for it to click, and if it all clicks at once. It'll it'll all come good straight away again, but definitely more promising. And I think it is that I brought it up a few weeks ago. Just want to bring Adama back into the team, um, and that's what we did. And although, uh, well, he sort of got the assist, and he 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 had, he shot was the one that was handball for the penalty. Could but, have had another one uh, as well with the Kilman header because he put that ball yeah, in as well. well of course, oh, that's another yeah. chance I didn't even bring up. Yeah, I thought that went into the back of the net as well. But um, yeah, he was just getting into the right areas a, a lot more, and just that slight. Bit better decision making, uh, not just from Adama, but from a number of players, and I think we'll have a lot more chances. I still, I still don't think he looks fit. I still think he he's he doesn't look as explosive as he once did. However, that's through injury or what. But usually, you'd see him try and burn past at least two or three. But and unless that's instruction, but I don't know. He seems a little bit hes hesitant to do that. But you are right about Costa. He's he's he's. Movement is so intelligent, but him and Nunes together, to be fair, especially in the first half, they were both going at it almost like a almost like a two, which I'd imagine mm. is what they what what they are trying to do. Oh, just on Nunes, I was a bit frustrated with him on Saturday. And in the first half, I was sat next, sat next to the bloke um, at the game, and in the penalty area, he kept like he was like shoving. I don't know if you saw it, Finn, but. There forward, he kept like pushed, like shoving him in the chest as the corner was coming in. And I said, I turned to him, said, He's going to get sent off here, or he's going to because like they were quite high or give away a penalty. Mm. And lo and behold, he did. I mean, he had he had good moments as well, but his passing was shocking. Like everything was overcooked, and he's he's done that a few times. But like you said, David, just waiting for it to click. But yeah. I don't think he's mm. I don't think he's really the man you want to get on the ball and spray balls around. He's a he's a person you want to be spraying balls to. But mm. I don't know, perhaps it's victim victim of the system. Talk about Wolves' penalty thing. Do you think it's a pen? I, I wasn't sure what they were checking for when they when they gave it. No, like you say with Nunes' push, I hadn't picked up on any previous ones or that one, yeah. and I also hadn't picked up on on it. Like I, I was filming it at the time, the Adama shot. 
and I was just appealing for the corner. Didn't have, didn't see a thing. Then when you watch it back in slow mo, I think handballs are all. People always say don't they? They're, they're horrible in, in slow mo because it's a Wolves one. I'm going to say it is a pen. Um, but um, my dad was watching some, from some dodgy stream somewhere and said there was one in the first half that's never really been picked up anywhere that probably should have been more of a pen. There was a few, and then there was the Totty one as well. So I think on the other side of it, you'd say it's harsh. Um, uh, but I think when you look at the images that the ref went over and saw slow mo. And in the rules, it's if you're making your body bigger, isn't it? Or making an advantage and technically was doing that. Um, so, yeah, it was given it. It's probably the only way we were going to score. I think it's interesting on that Nunes stuff, because I was going to agree with Dave and say that maybe that middle third, the build-up, it probably was one of our best um, one of our best performances. But, yeah, it was just that final third. And that was sort of Nunes out of it. As you say, Nunes was almost up top. We sort of left him out of that. Mm. So it's interesting to see that he's playing a lot deeper against Chelsea and he's obviously stolen the the headlines or at least the videos with runs from deep. And now we've seen him up front. So very versatile at the very least. But yeah, um, going back to penalty, yeah, probably 50-50. But I'm going to argue it our way because it was, it was for What do you reckon of the Forest penalty? Probably is a pen. And if he'd been if he'd been warned or whatever, if you'd said you picked up on it before. Mate, the it, it, I would thought yeah. been, if they looked at it, he was very lucky. Because we know when obviously like the jockeying, mm. it, like the ball was hadn't even come in. Like they're having t- two words. He just shoved him. And I was thinking, mm. you're inside the box, man. Like, and then he was di- like, sh- like sh- diving into tackles as well. I was like, someone's going to get sent <laughs> off there. But it was a fiery game, wasn't it? And you want a bit of bite, but it's got to be controlled. But, George, what were your takes on the penalty incidents? Wolves and Forest? Um, I thought, again, well, I was, I thought ours was dubious. I think, like you say, probably was a penalty in terms of people who've played football know it probably isn't a penalty, but with VAR at the moment and making your body bigger, it possibly is. I think theirs was an absolute stonewall. Like, like so I, was, I picked up on it in the first half, Nunes. It was him and um, Ryan Yates. And it was, I think it was Ryan Yates who fouled in the second half. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I didn't, I'll be honest with you. It was something I want to bring up in this podcast because I saw a few tweets and then about Nunes' performance and people saying, oh, you know he's he's great and everything like but I actually thought he was really poor on the weekend. Like I, I, think I, thought, he was great. I thought I thought he was really poor. He was really rash in some of his decision making. This is me saying he's a bad player, but at all, but far from it. But I thought he was I thought he was a bit of a liability on the weekend. And the penalty was no surprise for me that when it was given. And I think what I've what I've seen of him now, I, I, I he's just not a ten, is he? Like he he's got to be playing mm. deeper for me. Like you've got to find a system to accommodate where you're putting him a bit deeper, where he's actually driving with the ball. Like it's all in glimpses against Chelsea. I think he's much better player playing in one of those more traditional eight roles rather than as a ten. I don't think he's I don't think he's cute enough um, of what I've seen so far, or wants to be playing that far up the pitch. I think he wants to be running on to like you know having the ball and driving with it rather than being one trying to run into space and stuff. So that's my only thing about Nunes at the minute. I think the system doesn't suit him at the moment. So we need to probably work that one out. No, I mean, at Sporting, he was in the double pivot with Peña, wasn't he? And they were excellent mm. together, which is, I uh, never is a similar player to Peña, probably less physical, but overall a much better footballer. Um, but yeah, I agree. I didn't want to go in on him. No, well, I think you. I think you summed it up exactly what I was thinking. He might. Be a, a lot I better. might be wrong, but I think he might have given the ball away, which led to the Forest corner as well um, mm. that they scored from because the the uh, which they got the penalty from because we were mucking about with it in the middle. Mm. It might have been Neves. It was Neves or Nunes lost the ball, just took way too long on the ball, 
Johnny then got beat on his side and then Totty sliced it over the bar. And then the resulting corner is where we gave it away. But on VAR, uh, not, not necessarily VAR, but obviously in the ground, they were saying they were checking the foul. But then on all the highlights, they were showing Adama's like handball where it sort mm. of hit his chest and hit his arm. So I think we could have got given for either, to be honest. But hmm. you were saying about that Yates. Um, I think it was in the second half. Matini, I had to do with him as well, where they were sh- pushing and shoving each other off the ball. So um, I think we just got to make sure we don't. Yes, you know, someone uh, gave us a question a week or so ago about does this team have any fight? Do they care? Um, and I think they showed that a lot more on Saturday. But in in some sense, it's probably a little bit too much. Hmm. I, I think Joe, I'm just looking up to get red as well. Tackle is horrendous. Yeah. He's lucky it's the last kick of the game and, and mm-hmm. Boris just want to get on with it. Because if he rolls around on the floor and they, that's a red card all day, see how well he took him. Restless it's awful. Man. It's, fine. I mean, it's fantastic. But There was mm. a send-off last year. I can't remember. Was it Villa? Was a Villa player getting sent off for something similar? On, you know, uh, it was Alan, wasn't it? Against uh, yeah. Alan, yeah, Alan. versus Newcastle, weren't it? It was just a breakaway and that was yeah. similar, wasn't it? And Literally, they sent him off, and I'm the same as you. I think that Joe Hodge tackle, he's being applauded for it because you know, rightly so. Yeah, it's a bit of shit out. <laughs> I think it's a red card in today's I game. Did you see the red. PSG one yesterday? He didn't touch no. that, anymore, did he? It was no, it, they, like in terms of tackle, it was a similar tackle, but mm. Neymar, he didn't touch Neymar, but the guy got sent off, didn't he? Yeah, do you remember that one? Um, it was in the cafe, was it Leroy Fur when we played Swansea? Yeah, and all he yeah, did was just trip him up, didn't Oh, did yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, ignore me then. But it's because Hodge definitely isn't going for the ball is easy either. So they often say, oh, if you've got no intent and you do I, that, then they should be punished more tackles like that, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah I, I think be. so as well. Yeah. That's, that's, there's there's a difference between oh, yeah. a cynical foul and just chopping someone down. Like if he's pulled him back, which Gibbs watched yeah. have been booked for in the first half, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. A yellow card, if, as long as I got all up my arse. But that, I, I, I agree. I think those kind of tackles should be a red because they're not. You're not taking one for the. You're literally just chopping someone down. You're not playing the ball, are you? That's the thing. No, not at all. Him. Not at all. But you look really? at the Emerson Emerson Royale tackle against yeah. Martinelli. I don't think that's a red card at all. No. You no, you you were you were sitting on the fence because we were in Bruges, weren't we, Dave? At the time watching it, I thought it was a nasty tackle. It, was, uh, it probably was. It was probably wasn't <laughs> enough for a red, but it was horrible, man. The studs down the back of the uh, Achilles, back down the back of the leg. There, horrible. I don't know. I don't think it's a red. No. But I think that Emerson Royale one's more clumsy. Hodge has got knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah. Emerson, that mean that he's just the Emerson one. It's a yellow, a yellow for the foul, <laughs> and a second yellow for being a dreadful footballer. That's what <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do. Um, Dave totally looks a little bit shaky, didn't he? Yeah, but I, I saw again. They, they, that was another thing that was quite mixed on social media. I, I expected that. I was never going to expect an immaculate performance from him. I think what he needed to do, he did okay. Um, that clearance in the second half. Yeah, I mean, in the first quarter. half, I think he got called once where we had yeah. a decent spell of possession and he sort of miscontrolled it. And they went, I think it was Brennan Johnson, uh, had a counter attack. Uh, but other than that, he played very, very safe, which, which I expected anyway. Um, yeah, that slice in the second half, which sort of led to the, the, the penalty as well. But uh, other than that, I think it is what it is. He's not done enough to to keep his place. Collins, you know, will definitely come straight in, I think, against Palace. Um, but yeah, one of those. I, I don't think it was horrific, but it, it wasn't, it, it wouldn't fill me with confidence if I had to rely on him for many more games. Well, this is the thing, this is what we've been saying, that they need to bring in another centre-half. And I've said previously, I don't really rate him. I think he's, 
half decent backup, which is what he's coming as. I mean, physically, if you get him in a 1v1, he's, he's, he's excellent. But it's when he's got time to think about something and on the ball, like, oh, every single pass was all back to Sarla, like, undercooked, but not putting enough on him. He could have, you know, played us into trouble a, a fair bit. But I suppose he's nervous um, and he's not played that much football either. But Dave mm. Davis was putting um, a bit of faith in the youth as well, hasn't he? And gave Bueno his debut, brought Hodge on. Um, do you reckon he's just trying to uh, bump the contracts up <laughs> when you've got your first senior appearance? Yeah, I remember there's a story about Neil Warnock where he, he speaks to his players and says, right, what's your appearance fee? And he goes, right, I'm going to bring you on for two minutes and I want half of your appearance fee, basically. And I'm sure I'm sure he got <laughs> done for it, though. But no, no, it's good. I mean, Hodge has got one under him, which was a bit of a shock last week. Um, and then Bueno as well. When we had two wing backs already on the pitch, so we could have so easily put mm. some Adel or Johnny back on the other side. Um, but yeah, it showed it showed good faith for them in, in, in such a crucial, uh, you know, few minutes left in the game as well. I think there was meant to be eight added. There was closer to ten in the end. Um, but yeah, it's good that he's putting faith in these young players, and obviously, it's moments that they're going to remember for the rest of their careers as well. Do you reckon that's what Nuno did with Cristobal at Villa away? Oh, mate, a hundred percent, mate. That was that was more <laughs> than just money. I don't know. And I still need, I don't know if many people know that story, but Flavio Cristoval, most people listening to this podcast have probably never heard of him. He made his debut in the Carabao Cup defeat against Aston Villa, barely kicked a ball the rest of the season for the 23s, and it turns out he was Nuno's godson. <laughs> now plays, I think, maybe fourth division football in Portugal. What a, what a golden handshake that was, man. <laughs> oh, mate. He'd probably bring you back, though, if he got the job. Make, give, him the, give him the arm, man. <laughs> I'm sure plan, there's got to be a court case there somewhere, and that is that, that is not right. I suppose it's one of them things that you turn a blind eye to, don't you? When you when you're doing well, but it's then like a... by the same token, why was there pictures of Pedro Goncalves and Nuno's daughter, and he never got a sniff, and he was way yeah, better? Sure. I mean, he didn't get a sniff of the team. He might have got a sniff of Nuno's daughter. But really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the rumor, isn't it? That's the rumor. Well, there is a photographic ev evidence of them two together, not the. Not anything else. It was in a game, uh, okay. group. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, wasn't Wilfred Zaha right David, David Moyes' yeah. daughter? Yeah. That was Patrice yeah. Everett that said that, and he had to like, like retract his comments, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot, isn't it? Um, what did you think of um, what did you think of the, the booing of Gibbs White? Finn. I know he came over so to the North Bank and I I, yeah. I, I, I clapped because like yeah. Of course we do in the North Bank. Yeah. yeah, as you do, clap and leave an eye too. <laughs> yeah good good day's work but it, it wasn't very coordinated like it would have been confusing for him because you, yeah you've got cheering from one side booing from another I think it was always going to be like performance related I think regardless like if, when he shanked a free kick over it was always going to be Way, yeah. but I don't think it necessarily necessarily deserved boos I saw some pictures I know Bolly didn't get a kick either but some pictures of Bolly and um at the end of the game and all the players were pretty warm all over the players at the end it. yeah <laughs> so it's a confusing one all round. I just I was sort of neutral. I, I gave him a little clap when he came to that corner and I think I booed him when he didn't get booked for that one. Um, so that was about it. So mm. a bit, bit of both. But it's there's no... I don't know. I, yeah, I'm on the fence on that one. There's no clear side. He hasn't forced a move, has he? But I think he's, he's going to get... Reading some new deal. Great point. Yeah, but look at the calm he's having now. He's going to go down. So. You know what, though? I, I didn't boo him, but I'm glad people did because it really added a bit of bite to the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think without that, without... Costa as well, which we'll come on to. I think that it would have been missing, but Jordy, it's nice to have someone who's brought 
probably for the first time in two or three, two years, uh, almost like a connect, connection back with the fans in Diego Costa. He didn't stretch the plane. He was a focal point. He didn't do much, but he didn't have much to do. But just to have him riling people up, what he did to Dean Henderson in the second half was always in stitches. <laughs> but that's what you need, man. You need someone you can get behind. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? He's one of those players that he's going to get the, you know, you know the fans, and we've said it many times in this podcast since I've been on here, like, it's been flat for a long time, probably since COVID, the stadium, and I think people and personalities like Diego Costa is going to get the fans rejuvenated and galvanised and get behind the team, and, you know, like I've said, if he if he comes away with six, seven goals a season, we're laughing, but he's, you know, he's got, he's got a connection with the fan base already. Granted, I still think, you know, he, I don't think he did a lot, on Saturday, I don't think he did a lot wrong, but I don't think he necessarily offered a lot. But you know, the Henderson stuff was good. He he left one on um, Steve Cook as well, didn't he? Yeah. Second half, which was again just those little things really that we've been missing. We were far too nice as a football team, and I'm not saying you need to go out and snop people like Joe Hodge did, but you you, you, <laughs> you do need you know what I mean. Like we have it's that cute stuff, and like when we're trying to run down the game, he was very clever with it. Um, and yeah, like you know, I'm I'm so I'm so glad that we've got him. You know, even if it's for twelve months, I'm I'm mm. happy that he's at the club because I think he's um, going to go down as a bit of a cult hero. Yeah, Dave, it was nice to see Willie Bolly turn up for work for once, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was disappointed. Part of me was disappointed that he didn't play because I thought he would drop an absolute stinker. But um, it shows yeah. that um, how highly they rate him when Steve, when fifty-three-year-old pub landlord Steve Cook is playing ahead of him. Imagine, no, just imagine we had like if Guedes was fit and maybe on form, him on the last man like against them pair because they just look so, they just look sluggish and I, we just didn't mm-hmm. take advantage of that. I, you know, I, between him and Costa in a foot race, like Steve Cook and Costa, I think it would have been tight. But I think Costa would have uh, mm-hmm. nicked it. But nah, yeah, I'm um, yeah, I'm disappointed they didn't play. But uh, yeah, like I said, I saw him at the end, like hugging, and I was like, "Who's this?" Yeah, celebrating with the players in the middle. I thought, I think he got the wrong team at one point. But, uh... <laughs> oh, bloody Willy Bolly! Eh? Um, before we move on to Palace Wolves, I, it wasn't just the only win of the weekend for us. So I actually finished twelfth on the Betmate pot, um, which I took home a massive seven pound sixty. A um, little bit pissed off, actually, though, because the lads at Betmate tweeted that I was notoriously bad. Where <laughs> we don't get many winners, but when I think I probably won the most in the in the Wolves pot overall. I know George had a good couple of weeks, but I've been playing it longer than you. Yeah. So if I'm notoriously bad, what's Finn? <laughs> hey, 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 hey! But I, uh, I captain <laughs> Neves, and he got 18 points, and the vice captain Mitro, and he scored, didn't he? So I got 10 and a half. Mm. However. Wasn't the only win, and not they didn't win as much as me. But Dave came twenty ninth and won two pound eighty. Yeah, and Finn came thirty fifth and won two pound twelve. So Finn took home ten pound and twelve pence of the weekend, didn't you, Finn? What have you spent it on? Um, I'm putting it into savings, I think. Okay, um, stocks and shares with, <laughs> with the interest rates, you know. So um, no, yeah, that, it's a, that's a big weekend for me. I mean, that's my stakes now for what. Than at the rest of the season. So, yeah, a couple of one chances. Better, better responsibly, oh. kids. I had to accept cookies to see where Jordan was on the table. Like, so I went heavy, Wolves and Fulham. I had Saw, then I had t- mm. double clean sheet as well. But I captained Mateus and he was 
like I said, a pile of shit. Yeah, killed you, yeah. And um, I had Mitrovic, and I was like, come out, thinking, you know what, I've definitely cashed here. And I was scrolling down, and I was like, where the fuck am I? Did I enter? <laughs> and then I'll just... Oh, yeah, so I didn't think you'd entered when I was looking at the results yeah, earlier. I forgot, I forgot yeah. to change my team at the start, so I had Samedo. So if I started somebody else there, I would have finished a lot higher. And because uh, I put a Dharma in, I had Mitro on the bench. If I had Mitro, I would have finished 10 places higher straight away. But I had mm. captain Philip Billing, who had a good game, and Solanke. So both yeah, I got Billing as well. I had Billing. I had Siren goal as well, which was like 12 points. I was saying so. it at the ground, oh. like when I was celebrating Molyneux when like things happened in other games because they were on my bet, mate. And everyone's like, oh, you got, got me in your FPL? I was like, nah, mate, bet, mate. Come Man, on now. Bet, mate. Well, I, had Daddy <laughs> Ward, I had Daddy Ward in my FPL. No one could believe it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't Lodi didn't play. Yeah. I've just realised. Yeah, no, he's on the Zero, yeah, and my guy on the bench didn't play either. Brilliant. So I, was I don't know what point. people when Renard Lodi was going to Forest, we were saying, "Why aren't we linking him?" Because he's fucking dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why it's like when people just play FIFA. Yeah, that's yeah, what he FIFA card, I mean, but if he ain't getting in mm. over Harry Toffolo, there's a problem. Mm. Let's be honest. Yeah, there Sorry. is. There is. Right, chaps. Crystal Palace versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. By the time this goes out, it will be tonight. Dave. It's a real tough place to go, isn't it? Sellers Park. Vieira's got them playing some nice stuff, but they've only got one win in five. What, what do you reckon? What's the expectation? It, it's tough. I think if we can go there and just get a positive result, whether that's a point or obviously a win would be great. But if we could just remain unbeaten now uh, for, for a few games at least. Um, but yeah, it's a tough game. We haven't got great form um Against them uh, it, it, recently, I think. Well, saying that, we got we lost both games last season two nil, um, and I couldn't remember the one at Molyneux. And there's probably a reason why, because you know when I actually looked into it, we were absolutely dreadful. I think it was in March of this year. It's when uh, Mateta, I think Sara and someone had a mix up, didn't they? Mm. And Mateta sort of had a tap in, and then Zaha right. scored a penalty. So it was one of those unforgettable games. Um, but yeah, I think I think I spoke to a Palace fan earlier today, and I was looking at their transfer window is very very quiet. I think they only signed four new players, um, and two of those are free transfers. So and they've lost Gallagher, so they've got good players there. Very physical team. So we've got our midfield are going to be have to be on their best. I think we can out football them, um, keep the ball, but it is going to be that physical battle um, because you know if we can keep fit for 70 80 plus minutes we we, we should be all right but they got some huge players skillful players as well yeah i know steve davies said that they've got a lot of athletic players which never normally goes down well um mm. he said they've got some good footballers but it's true like they're they're a big side like dynamic well. midfielders yeah like dynamic <laughs> midfielders yeah like but the, it, it, it's true like they've got pace everywhere and they're strong but like they're also very good at football um but Finn, what's the expectation for you? I mean, I still think Saturday more than papers over the cracks. I think I think we're really going to struggle. But what do you think? Yeah, I think every time we've been there since we've been promoted, you've got the ability to to out football them. And we only, I think, we only came away with a result that first season um, with that yeah, Jota goal, but especially and then last Jota, season, yeah. last minute and the one-one. Of course, yeah, that yeah, that was when we were in really bad for that game yeah. as well, man. Of course, yeah, I was um, in yeah, for that. Catrone and Jota, those are the yeah, those are the days. But um, but no, yeah, last season I'm just scarred. I think especially from last season. I think the midfield was like Gallagher, um, Schlup, Kiate or something. We just didn't get a sniff. Yeah. It's such it felt like such a small pitch as well. I don't know whether it's because of where you are in that away end, but 
yeah, I just don't have combined with the recent performances an unconvincing win and the sort of Selhurst vibe that I get. Although I do have sort of positive things from from AFC Richmond, they'd be much nicer to play at um, <laughs> at the same ground. But no, yeah, not expecting much. But they seem like I always have Palace like on this sort of pedestal because they always do well against us. But then they're not actually doing that great this season. I was so shocked when I looked at the maybe, table. Yeah, yeah, I'm always like that because they always do well against us. I think yeah, probably lower top half. And they never are, so maybe I'm because they always a win a game, much. and then like Arsenal fans are like, Oh my god, Vieira, oh, Palace are so good to watch. Mm. And is they like then we forget like the four games after that where they drop points and actually go nowhere mm. in the league? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, we've got we've got more points in the last five like five games than, than they have. Yeah, they've won one, drew three. Well, same amount of points, sorry. Um, but you wouldn't think that. You, the media have got a real loving, haven't they, for like Vieira? And I think to an extent, Gerard like gets him. a bit of a pass as well because he's been absolutely gashy season and for like most of, well, since Beale left, um, left him to go. Um, I think Gerard's to... under a lot of pressure going into the World Cup, you know. He needs oh, to... mate, I think he's a lot of pressure going into the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think he's... Remember when the Villa fans are going on about his aura and stuff? Any funny man, how football changes. So I don't, he's Rita. George, you're going to the game, aren't you? Tomorrow we've we've had Dave. Are you going yeah, golfing? Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to, and oh, if no. anyone needs four tickets now, uh, I, I just can't. I don't want to drive. And I, is there any there isn't space on the coach for you two? Is there? But um, probably. I mean, no, George yeah, in not... London. There might be space on the coach. I can ask in the morning if you want to go. Well, possibly, but let's see take this one off, off tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll talk that after. <laughs> probably, probably no. What a chat we're having. <laughs> no, yeah, so know what? Yeah, I am going. Um, but I think um, the Palace gave us two of our most convincing defeats last season in terms of the form and mm. the so, I just feel that, like I say, you look, at the, you look at it man for man, you feel like, you know what? We could probably technically out-football them a little bit. Um but they always just they always just seem to beat us, and I think they're a very powerful, good footballing team. I think they've got some really good players like Eze, massively underrated for me as a footballer. Zaha, Elise is another one, but I feel like that you can get at them and um, that fullbacks. If you look at who they've been playing fullback recently, and it's been like Nathaniel Klein and Joel Ward, and for Klein's me, Klein's injured now, and they put back yeah. um, Harry Mitchell in. I think that's. A big battle tomorrow is Adama versus Tyreek Mitchell. I, I really think that because he's been well off the boil since he had that England cap. And I feel like if you can get the ball to Troy all right early, peg him back a little bit, that's where he can win or lose the game tomorrow. But I think realistically, you just take a point there, don't you, tomorrow? 100%. What have you told the missus? Have you told you you're working away? <laughs> Not you even have it, yeah. No, well, <laughs> you're you a proper whip, man. It's so joke. <laughs> I'm not a proper whip. Uh, you're not a whip. I'm 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 not a whip. i am not a whip i <laughs> no, you what? I'm got, sorry. I'm going. Yeah, I want to go to the game as well. I don't need to like make a bit excuse for going to the game. It's mate. It's all right. I think you've more than compensated. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not right. But... Yeah. 
Oh, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. I mean, you have been married at least 28 years now, so it's understandable. Yeah, absolutely. But he, he's he's you know what, though? He's not buying. <laughs> it was a no-nibble zone. Fair play to you, Pair, though, for going down quarter past eight kickoff. I'd have to take annual leave, and I can't... Hold my hands up. I can't be arsed. And fair play to everyone else who's going down because it's a long journey at that time, especially well, the train strikes as well. I think there's a, a little bit, yeah. I think mm. It's not back to normal, is it? But yeah, fair play to those going down tomorrow. I've got a lot of respect for it. Um, bet mate pot, lads. It's a big pot, it's a massive pot. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I don't know, I'm feeling fruity. I'm feeling like after the after in, the finish of the you what, mate? You're in form. I am. I'm in form. But I'm a confidence player. Once you once you get to one, that's it. The the wins keep coming. Um, so this uh, this game, it's just a Palace versus Wolves pot, and it's on the homepage. Uh, if anyone wants to join, it's three pound in for your chance to win six hundred pound. Now, if you've not signed up to bet mate yet, you can do so using our link in the description. And when you stake a cash bet, you'll also get a five pound free bet. Um, and of course, with all of this, be gamble aware. But I'm feeling like I'm going to have a good game again. Um, so let me talk you through my team. Um, so I've gone with Gaeta in goal because I can't see a scoring. Um, I have gone. I, I say I've gone Palace heavy. I've, it's just that the forward line is Palace because I, I just think they're a lot more dangerous than us at the minute. I've gone with Collins at the back. I think he'll come in and have a good game. I've gone for Anderson. And I've got midfield two of Mateus, as he's now known, and Ruben Neves, vice-captain. Then Jordan Ayew and Wilfried Zaha as captain up top. Zaha always causes us problems. He's one of those players that I just cannot stand. And usually with players I cannot stand, they end up doing bits against us. Um, so that's the method methodology that I'm going through. Dave, talk us through your winning team, mate. Yeah, well, I've gone with uh, Saren Gold as well. Uh, Ain't Nori, I think he played really well. We didn't, we haven't really mentioned that. He played really well on Saturday. Um, with Collins returning uh, at the back, Nunes or Mateus, sorry, with uh, Neves. Sorry, I've gone mate. Neves captain for now, um, <laughs> and I've gone with Diego Costa up top alongside Wilf Zaha as my vice. Um, I just quickly looked at the history of the two teams, by the way, of our of our games, and we played them four times behind closed doors, and uh, we won three of them. So maybe. Half half the walls end empty might bode well for us. <laughs> Maybe that was eight Nori, wasn't it? The one time, yeah, yeah. on his debut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was like an October November where everyone was like, he's the best player ever, and then he dropped an absolute yeah. stinker against Leicester the next game. He was absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah, um, beat him project like restart, but it yeah. beat him in October and then beat him in the FA Cup as well. Got a banger on it, yeah. I like your team, Dave Finn. Can you talk me through yours, please? Yeah, I've gone with um, George's uh, famous tactic of go all in, and I've gone all in on on Wolves. Um, so I've got Saar, Collins, eight Nori. Collins currently with a a little warning sign, which I'm sort of I've got PTSD over, uh, but I've gone with him <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then I've got Pedence, who, speaking of form players, I thought he was looking a little bit better. His back heel success rate, at least, was a uh, was mm. up at the weekend. So I've captained him at the moment. Okay, that'll be a niche one. But I mean, if you've got if the six hundred quid on the line, like you've got. Be, top because yeah, no one else has got this team yeah. uh, I've gone for Eze in midfield he seems to be playing a bit deeper so hopefully a few tackle interception points as well as well hopefully not any like goal contributions but yeah, you know what yeah. I mean uh, and then Costa and Traore the, the famous duo up top so I've gone all in on Wolves vice-captain Traore Jordan are you going to enter this week or no, I'm going to try and win it mate yeah I'm going to try and win it so, I've, gone with, I've gone with uh, 
I've got Wolves heavy, even though I'm not that confident, but, you know, in for a penny, out for a pound, as I say. So, Love Jose Scar, um, I've gone with Collins and Aitnery. Again, I agree with Dave, for Aitnery had a really, really solid game on the weekend. I've gone with Mateus, as I always do, with Decore from uh, Palace, and I'm going balls out, Adama Traore, captain. Ooh, and yes. Diego, vice-captain. And the reason for Traore, captain, is I do feel like the full-backs are gettable, and I think that Mitchell's been having a tough time, and I think we get the ball to him early. He caught with something. So, yeah, Captain Adama. Do you know what? Reading these teams out has made me realise, you know, on, on Saturday, they started going back to and acting the team. All the teams were out on the pitch, didn't they? With the mm. graphics. I think that builds the atmosphere a, a lot nicer, because I feel like it's a bit dead. I had the CO2 cannons as well coming out the tunnel. I don't know if anyone else saw that. felt like a real carnival atmosphere. Just a shame the performance was shit. Um, but that just remind you of that. But that's the that's the pot for tonight's game. If you're listening on, on Tuesday, if you're listening on Wednesday, don't bother entering because it won't be there. But it'll be on the homepage, three pound in, and your chance to win six hundred pounds. If you've not signed up to bet, mate, please use our link in the description below and you will get a free five pound bet, which is like a cash bet. And with that, please gamble aware. Now it's a double game week. For the Wanderers boys, Dave, we face Leicester on Sunday. Surely anything but three points is a failure. I don't know because they're still they're still a tough team to play against. I don't think it, I don't think it'd be a failure. Um, I think what well, I think the week would be a failure if we get nothing out of the two games. But I think again, if we can beat Palace, um, I think I'll take a point against Leicester. If we can get four points out of the next two, I, I'd be very happy. I think. Um, considering the, the the position and situation that we were in, but yeah, you look at their talent though. They've still got Vardy. I, I don't know how fit he is. Madison, Madison I did watch awful. him a couple a couple of weeks ago, and I thought he was dreadful. And then he had no, a really good, good game a week or so ago. Um, I think he was against Brighton when they got smashed just before Potter left. Um, Madison was awful, um, but they've they've got quality players there. And again, they're another one of those teams where you look at it and you think, when is it just going to click for them? Uh, but Rogers under a bit of pressure. Uh, confidence for them is really low. Um, I'm do all right against them at, at, at home, I think, as, as far as I can remember. We beat them last season, definitely. We've had a couple of great games against them over the years. Um, Going to be a tight game, but I take a point, depending on, obviously, what happens against Palace. How about if we get a draw at Palace? What do you reckon? Do you reckon you're happy with a point? It just depends on performances. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry at points. I wouldn't be angry. It just it obviously depends on other results as well. As long as we're still grinding out results, grinding out points, I'm not, I'm not overly fussed. We might have a new manager by then, Dave. Possibly, possibly. Who knows? I think if we beat Palace to, uh, tomorrow, I think I'll give him the job. I'll do. <laughs> no, no. I think until the World Cup. I think if they beat I, Palace I tomorrow, well. I'll give him the I've World Cup. I've got a feeling they'll get very close to the World Cup. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute. Yeah, you could, Jeff's going to come into the office and say, Steve. We're not going to make you the kit man, unfortunately. Yeah. Let me give you a first team coach. <laughs> that's what he said today, didn't he? If they, if they called me and they said, you want to be the kit man, I'd still do it because I love the club. He's saying all the right things, but please, look, don't Imagine get Imagine being the kit man. That's my job with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you better make space for another kit man. Um, to be fair, though, now they've got that big banner that they've passed over the South Bank, they're going to need another kit man, aren't they, to wash that? I bet that's hmm. going to stink by the end of the season. I remember the um, the sporting bet one used to reek in the North Bank, the one they used to pass over. Was it sport? Yeah, it was a sporting bet one, wasn't it? That they keen. He won a few years ago, didn't they? That was yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Finn, what what's your what's your thoughts for the game with Leicester? I know the Palace game kind of changes things, but looking at it now, do you think mm. anything but three points is uh, is a bad result? Yeah, just as we were talking, I got up the uh, the Premier League table to look at Leicester's sort of for and against. I'm just looking now; we've conceded half the goals. Um, yeah, this is one of the worst conceded, records in Premier yeah. League history. Yes, yeah, the 24 the goals they've conceded in 10 games. Like Forest have conceded one less, and we managed one whole goal against them. But basically, my point is that they've scored <laughs> from 15. From the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, they've scored 15. We've scored four. So we're much tighter defensively, but my head just goes to backing the team that can score goals. And even if they let a load in, we can't seem to score them. So it doesn't seem to go combine very well for us. But maybe, I know Leicester very weak off set pieces. Um, so maybe there's a, I say a glimmer, they're 19th, but yeah, my head is instantly saying that I'm not looking forward to it because we're playing a team that can score and they might be leaky, but I don't think we we can take advantage at the moment, unfortunately. I think if we win, some, win tonight, which I'm not goals. convinced we will, then yeah. I think that we go into that game full of confidence thinking, look, we've actually turned yeah. a bit of a page here and yeah. once the confidence is flowing, we may be able to get a result, but George... Briefly, what what are your thoughts on the Leicester game? That, do you think they could be managerless by then? I know they play Thursday against Leeds, so they might be goosed as well coming into Sunday. No, I don't think they'll be managerless. I think it's really toxic there because you can tell Rogers don't want to be there. And they Ten just million don't want to pay out as well. Yeah. Whatever it is, that payout, it's really toxic there. And I was listening to a few Leicester fans on TalkSport and... Yeah, it's it's really bad there. It sounds really, really bad. I think they've got players that can hurt you, no doubt. You know, you've got Madison, Barnes, Tielemans. You know, on paper, they've got a good team. I think centre-halves have been decimated. And they're, uh, yeah, FaZe and Amarty played on the weekend. I know they kept a clean sheet against Palace, funny enough. But it's, you know, it, they're easily gettable for me. And uh, Danny Wall, statistically the worst goalkeeper in Premier League, History, I think, as well. Mm. Uh, to say, but I just think it's one of those things. I think you look at Leicester, and I think it's a dangerous game. So I, I, I think they've got talent in that team, and oh, I, I know they're not a team. But I think it's a false position. Um, but with everything that's going on with Rogers at the moment, it's toxic, and hopefully he's still in charge because I think that gives us a better chance than him not being there. If I'm honest with you, so hopefully he's still in the job come Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully, mate. Um, the bet mate pot for this game isn't live, so we haven't been able to pick our teams, but please do keep your eye on it. It's a Sunday 2 pm kickoff, and it'll be two pounds in for your chance to win the share of 400 pounds. So, again, two big pots in the space of week. You could be going over a share of a grand if you place on both of them. So, let's see, and good luck. Um, discussion this week, lads, again, I know we're harping on about it, but it has to be around the, the vacant managerial position at Wolves, Dave. The Times this evening are reporting that Wolves have whittled down a shortlist of three managers with a decision expected to be made this week. What are your thoughts, Dave? Who do you think the three are? Beal, um, Nuno and Stevie Ball? The decision could be that we don't make a decision until until the World yeah. Cup, but I, like, like you've already said, and I, I genuinely think we beat Palace. Um, that'll, we won't. Come on, if we beat Palace, <laughs> all right, we beat Palace and Leicester, nine points. We talk about wow. Europa League again. How many no. goals, Dave? To yeah. give him the job. No, we're not doing this. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Do you not think it's a bit weird that he, no one's even like mentioned that he could get the job? I know he's not um, going to. But... Not. Do you give a permanent really contract not. or like just till the World Cup? Surely no, it should be I one think of them. Be, yeah. Anyway, mm. 
Um, yeah, I think you, I think possibly not up until the break, but they'll wait as long as they can. Um, I think if they can, I think it'll be this time next week if they were to announce anything, because um, I can't see you doing it sort of in between these games. I think the turnaround is again t- too tight. Um, but I don't think Nuno will be one of those three. If that report is correct, I don't think Nuno will be one of those three. Um, I think Beal will be be one of them, which is weird because by the Express and Star, not many people have reported it as of yet. And there was a lot of whispers. I, I was sent things over yeah. the weekend, a lot of whispers from people outside the Wolves space that were talking about it. Um, and obviously we've had discussions about it. I think it would be a big risk to get someone like that in. But I think if you do it closer to the World Cup and the club are in a good position by the World Cup, I think, obviously, he has a lot more time to work with players that's there, a lot more time to figure out how he wants to play, a lot more time to discuss with the board any potential transfer options. And he is, like we've said, a very highly rated coach. Um, the other one is, obviously, Gallardo. I'm not going to pretend like a lot of people on Twitter that I know much about him. I know he's a very successful manager and won a lot of trophies, but I'm not sure on, on how he plays. It's something that I would have to look into if that becomes an option. Um, yeah. But I don't even know if he speaks English. So I, I don't know if that would be an option for Wolves, but the favourite changes every couple of days, doesn't it? So for me, Beal is the obvious one of that one of those three. But I don't know who else will be linked at the minute. If I'm honest, I like the maybe idea the Lopetegui of... situation. They'll revisit yeah. come closer to Christmas. I like the, I like the idea of Beal, but again, it, I think with, with any appointment, there's a risk, but there seems more um, more of a risk with this. But I think there's also more that you know, it's high risk, high reward, isn't it? He's one of the, and I, and I did have to clarify my tweet because I tweeted on Saturday night. He's one of the highest rated coaches in the country. What I meant by that is one of the highest rated English coaches. Um, he did excellent with with, with Rangers un, under Gerard, and you, you had the likes of Emmy Martinez come out and said, "Within ten or fifteen years of my playing career, I've, I've never met anyone with as much knowledge about football as Michael Beale." Um, tactically very astute, but Phoenix. And we've seen it so many times, you know, Graham Potter is the the example of it working well, but you've seen mm. so many assistant managers or or managers come from the Championship and get a job in the Premier League and it just doesn't work. It's all right being tactically astute, but then you've got to manage a, a group of players which he's probably never had to manage before with big personalities. It is a big risk, but it could be big reward too. Yeah, um, he is one of those ones that, I mean, I'd say before a few weeks ago, I'd vaguely heard of him um, until QPR were doing quite well. I know we were saying in our chat earlier that I listened to a podcast with a with a QPR fan on, and it, the the amount he'd been raving about him, I had taken note. And I remember there was an article that came out a while ago saying he's the secret behind Gerard, yeah. and as a man that had a massive agenda with like loads of Villa supporting friends, I was like, Gerard's a fraud. It's all this other guy. Um, so it was nicely that he left, and then QPR were like sitting top for for albeit probably like a week in that mental championship at the moment, but. From what I've heard, and I know people are biased, but what um, James, the QPR fan, was saying, he's just he's going to be England manager. Um, yeah, like the way he's got us playing is unbelievable to watch. So he was saying there's a, a player, maybe if we're looking at transfers, and this is going a bit far, but Chris Willock, the brother of Joe, that he probably yeah. bring with him. Apparently, he's got a real bond with him. So it all, I know I've only heard positive things, and they're probably I've seen, yeah, a very un, well, a very biased perspective of him but everything I've heard it it does have that story of the start of a real the feeling of a the start of a real success story 
Um, and if we give him that place, I don't know how old he is. How I, mean, I don't know how old he's been. The early forties, maybe something. Yeah, like. is he? 40s. He started his coaching. I, when I was editing on Saturday, I watched. He did a little like half an hour podcast with the uh, I think Sportsman on YouTube. It's quite mm. w- worth watching. But obviously, he came from like a youth coaching setup, and he said mm. that when he used to go abroad with Chelsea uh, under twelves and under thirteens, he'd mm. do tournaments, and anyone that played well in the tournaments, he'd write their names down. So like ten years later, he was signing these players that he'd written down in this book like ten years ago. Like he said, like um, I don't know if it was for at Villa. Uh, but a QPR as well. He was recommended to the chairman. He obviously he, he mm. check if they're all all right. He wasn't going to sign someone based on what they were like as a twelve year old. But um, no he obviously me, kept yeah. he kept tabs <laughs> on all these players for like the last ten years of how they were getting on, and he was signing young players like based on that still. So I think Don't we've still me. got. I know we've got older players, but we've still got a, a, a good uh, amount of younger players. I think it'd be really intriguing. And he speaks Portuguese as well because yeah. obviously with was Bruno, like, wasn't it the youth yeah. side of things? So, but. Yeah, yeah, that's that was my only concern that it almost seemed like a whole Bruno large thing over again. So, yeah, well, this one intrigues me a bit more though. There's a there's a lot of there is risk involved with Vitoria Ward. He was assistant at Sao Paulo, which is why he speaks Portuguese. Managed Liverpool under 23s before being assistant at Rangers and Villa with Gerard. I know that um, in a, an interview I saw with Emmy Martinez, the one I've cited previously, he said I've never really seen it where a manager and assistant manager are both basically running a team. He said it's usually one or the other, but he said that they were both they were both as much as involved as each other. Um and I, I think I think Gerard said I'd have to have I'd have to have coached and coached and managed for 25, 30 years to know as much as I know about this guy. Which which is all well and good and it's all you know it's great to hear and it's good that we've been linked with these kind of people and it makes me feel like the board have got a bit more of a contingency plan i'm still not convinced at all steady yeah <laughs> yeah um but george what what would your thoughts be on on bill before we move on to nuno i mean for me it's just exciting it's just different isn't it like you know I'm a bit sick and bored of being linked with you know well we had nuno then it's bruno and then it was potentially you know back to nuno or even you know, Carlos Carver, all these random, you know, Pedro Martins, all these like Portuguese mm. managers, and just like it's just different, isn't it? And I, I think with Michael Beard, it's exciting. Like that QPR team. I mean, I've seen some dreadful takes again on social media. Like, oh no, I've never heard of him, so he can't be any good. Like mm. that QPR team, man for man. There's no, there's no stars in that team. There's no like household names, and no. I'm playing good football. They're up there. They're up there on a limited budget. Like for me. You know, you look at some of the comments. Like Emmy Martinez, you forget about this. Like he's been coached by Wenger. Like he's been, you know what I mean. He's been in the round yeah. of himself for years, and he's come out with comments like that. For me, and Kenny Jacket. Gonna say, yeah. and Kenny Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but honestly, I feel like it's a really good, exciting appointment. And sometimes you need to take a bit of a, um, a risk to get that reward. And I feel like Bill's someone that. If we don't take the risk on him, someone else is going to, and they'll probably see the fruits of fruits of that. And I feel like um, there's a few of us in that sort of, you know, who've got. In, I always think of, you know, I'm surprised no one's coming for Pep Linders from Liverpool as well, because again, mm. he's like the brain, isn't he? Of, I of think he'd be holding player. out for like a Europa League at least, though, because no, he's at Liverpool, that. isn't he? But I mean, yeah. like these sort of like coaches that you come about and you hear like sound bites about anything. Someone's actually going to take a gamble or a punt on this person. They're it's going to work out really well. So. And I put Bill in that camp. I feel like if we get him back in, 
I think it's a really good, solid appointment. Honestly, I really my, do. My concern with it is, is the involvement with Mendes, um, how that would work, the dynamic if you appoint someone like Bill. Does a young, progressive, forward-thinking coach with a, a big potential, potentially, want to come into Wolves where he's told he's got to sign this player, he can only sign from this day, well, you can't sign him because he's not on our books. Whether that's the case or not, but Dave, is that something that worries you a little bit? A little bit. I think with Bill coming in, and it obviously for him, it is a massive step up. And I think, and it, it was the same with Lars. I said this the same uh, at the start of last season. He will come into this, I would think, being, I don't want to see, say completely a yes man, but I think he will, you know, he's a head coach at the end of the day. So he isn't, yes, he can say it, right, I need this player, this player, this player, but he's not going to, he's not the manager. He's not going to, not a manager rather. So he's not going to have, you know, a huge amount of say on the transfers. I think this whole large situation and saga will teach Rosen a lesson. And I think they tried to do that a little bit more in the last transfer window with signings like Kalajic to sort of try and come. I know that one hasn't worked out as of yet, mm. but to try and come away from the the, the Mendes model. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think there can be a happy medium. Um, I'm still like, there was a Neves story out yesterday. People saying, right, let's get rid of Mendes. All right, let's get rid of Mendes. So we'll sell Neves, we'll sell Jose so we'll sell Pudent. You know, you, you're never going to be able to just bin him off. But the same, we just, we do need to find that happy medium. And I think someone like Beal would be able to would be able to do that. Um, so, but yeah, I don't mean any any manager that manages Wolverhampton Wanderers isn't going to be able to get full control over over transfers. You know, what the, you know what scares me about Beal though? It's all I like. I'm getting a lot of flashbacks of Paul Clements. He's probably one of the best best assistants. Yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking of Dean Saunders as well in regards to top of League One, which was the league below us at the time. We bring him in. Although Dean Saunders didn't have a great like coaching. If you've listened to him on Talksport, you know this is nothing like Dean Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, mate! If if don't let Michael Billy say that bloody hell, yeah. <laughs> he'll be fuming. Um, before we get onto the questions, as I think it is important that we talk about Nuno. Got a lot of stick in the week um, for my tweet and being asked to go on Talksport because, and and again, I must stress this: it's not an attack on Nuno. You know, what he did for the club in, in those two or three years was exceptional. The last year, not so much. Definitely needed a change. Players come out and said he needed a change. But to spend circa 110, 115 million pounds in a transfer window to try and move away from his squad to then bring him back, Dave, it screams to me, if it's true, I must stress that the club don't really have a clue what they're doing with this. Yeah. Um, I, like I said to you, I saw it was weird because I sort of warmed to it. Like my heart was saying, I'd love to see him back. I get it. He keeps he has, up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be about it. I, I, yeah. You know, my heart. Yeah, um, my heart was saying, I'd love to see him back because I think he almost has a point to prove still. But my head was saying no, and li- pretty much what you said. You know, we spent uh, over like you know 12, 18 months trying to get away from what he sort of left. I'd say mess, but it wasn't really a mess. But the state he yeah. left the club in. Um, and try and get, come away from all his old principles with the back five and the quality of player and so on. Um, so to bring him back again, just to revert maybe to the old ways, would have been would have been crazy. I think he would have done an all right job, but it, it wasn't going to take us to the next level uh, where where we need to get to. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sort part of me sort of glad it's gone 
quiet now on that front anyway. And like people are asking me, I just, do you think Nuno's coming back? Now I say no. Do you want to see him back? I wasn't bothered either way. I was speaking to quite a few people on Saturday before the game um, in the concourse. So nice, not obviously nice to chat to people who listen to the channel and the overarching kind of feeling from those who were, I, I don't know, maybe 35 plus, 40 plus was we love him, we want him back. The younger the younger people that I spoke to were against it and wanted someone like a, a Giada or a Posta Cogler. Um Finn, where, where where do you sit with this? It's it's always it's always a sensitive one, isn't it? Because people mm. idolise the bloke, rightly or wrongly. They would uh, a lot of these people, if they caught him in bed with the missus, have probably took him in. Um, but how how do you feel about it? Do you do, would would you welcome him back? Not as in like oh, no, I don't want him, but do you think it'd be a sensible choice? Yeah, I remember saying last week that. <sighs> it felt a little bit too soon to do the sort of, oh, he's back sort of thing. Cause I, I would welcome it. And as I said last week as well, like he, he's given me like the best, he was given a lot of people the best period of, of, yeah, of course, being a yeah. Wolves fan. Um, but as you say, it, there's layers to it in that it clearly wasn't planned. It's very reactionary, not proactive. Like you were, you were saying on the radio, you put it very well, if you don't mind me saying Thank that. You, mate. Very... When Simon Jordan <laughs> questioned me and I thought, oh, shit, I know. And he went, <laughs> he gone. went yeah, that, that's fair enough. I was like, get it. Mate. Mate, I'd rather have approval from Simon Jordan, like my parent. Honestly, when you yeah, when you got the seal of approval, <laughs> God, yeah, what a bloke. Um, but uh, but no, it just reeks of of no no forward planning. Good luck playing a back five with with the current squad that we've that we've put in place, and then a back four under Nuno was chaos. So probably wouldn't fit now for for many many reasons. But I wasn't. I would never kick off if they reappointed Nuno like the best manager in my lifetime. So it is, it is a strange one. Yeah, and and like in my lifetime, he's been he's been the best manager, and uh, and I, I keep stressing it. It's not an attack. It's not an attack on him. Mm. I don't want him back because it's a again. It's a, I feel like it's a step backwards to go back to what what we went to, but it still doesn't mean we can't appreciate what he did. Um, but you mm. think by some of the stuff that's not what we're saying, George. What, what before we move on to the questions, I'm conscious of the time. Can you sum up what you think? What well, what you thought when the the rumors started circulating and, and your thoughts on it currently? Um, I thought it was reek to the club who didn't know what they were doing, mm-hmm. um, that we were even getting linked with him. And for me, I don't want any part of it. Like, I, I still don't, even if it come back full circle, that oh, Nuno's now the front runner, I'd be against it. And then again, you can appreciate the good times, but it's almost like what happens in boxing. And it's like, with the rematch, it tends to go the same way, but worse quicker. So I think we'd have point. And by March, we'd all be bored out of our fucking brains again. Shouting for like a more aggressive style of football. I generally do. That's what I think would happen. I think he'd come in, keep us up. Football would be turgid. We'd all be bored. And we'd be crying for a new manager for the, for the next season to try and go mm. again. And that's sort of how I feel with it. I feel like you should never go back. Um, I really, I really don't think you should do that. The only time, the only thing, time I think it's worked in modern football that I can think of is Moyes going back to West Ham. Like it's better second time round. They've gone back. West Ham fans didn't want him, but it's worked out. But I do generally feel like if you go back and appoint a manager, it, it's never going to be as good as the first time. And that first time was good on the whole. And I think just you know, it's it's done. Leave that chapter, close the book, and uh, let's hopefully get Michael Beale in. Yeah, I know. Uh, someone someone said to me on on Twitter, and I understand the point. Um, he said if Nuno was still here at the start of the season, we'd be flying. Raúl wanted Zidane and Ancelotti back, and what happened there? And I was like, 
I get it, but like they've they've got seven Champions Leagues between them. Like that, mm. it, it it's a little bit different. I know it's all relative. Maybe if Nuno would have won something like the FA Cup, which you know, we're not saying we'd have beaten City, but would have put up a better fight than Watford did. You know, maybe that would be different. But what, Dave, I'll, I'll end with you. What do you what do you think is going to happen the next couple of weeks? Um. It's, it's it's hard to predict because there's just no we're no clearer in regards to what's what's going to happen or what's going to go on. Um, they're saying we'll know by the end of this week. Maybe Thursday, Friday, we have an announcement and the manager's there, the head coach is there over the weekend. But then there's other people saying that we are looking at a manager that's in a job. So you know, common sense would say they're going to try and hold out to the World Cup. Um, so I, I think I, I really don't know what's going to happen. We get new news every day, every other day. The favourite changes every other day. Um, I think I've not checked the bookies' odds for a, for a day or so, but I assume Nuno's still favourite on the bookies because just nobody knows what what's going on. Um, so I think a win against Palace will will be a huge relief for for everyone. And like I say, Jeff Shee as well will be, I think, uh, breathing a huge sigh of relief, just buying him a little bit more time. Yeah, I'm just looking at the odd, odds now. Accurate five to nine on Monday evening. So Nuno favourite eight to eleven. Then Michael Beale at six to four. Then it really drifts. Over. He's dropped a lot. Michael. Yeah, Gallardo twelves, Martins fourteens, and then Lopetegui sixteens with uh, Jardim, Bo Svensson, Amarim Deich, and Ange Postecoglou are all all twenties. How many further. games? If if ever, um, Steve Davis manages the rest of the games, how many would he have managed? Seven or eight. So obviously, just you include the Leeds game as well. Left him until the World Cup. Only like mm. left the L, so it'll be eight games in total. Yeah. Won't when the Leeds so game, on, if if Steve Davis manages ten or more, it classes him on like bookies as a permanent manager. So a lot of people will lose their because he's not. I don't even think he's on the unless they've added. He's not, him, even, he's not, he's not on, on the odds. No, no, he's no. not. He's not on the odds. It may be maybe worth you doing a requester thing. Day and jump on. I'm banned from Skybet, so I can't use it. Quickly on here. Um, Go on, then, mate. You know, you know what we're saying about we could actually be waiting out. Do you feel like there is a slight chance that we, we obviously we win to well tonight as as people were listening to it against Palace and we get a positive result against Leicester. Do you feel like Fosen could look at it as a way to sort of give Lopetegui a window because we obviously know his dad's seriously ill. Don't want to wish anything bad on him, but he, you know, it doesn't sound great. Like that could give Lopte. You know, I thought. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, thought I thought you were saying when you said winter. Then I thought, God, winter will get rid of his no, dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> is that is is that another plan that Foden are trying to play in mm. the red a little bit? Do you think? Could in the could I be. think it all. De- I think it depends massively on the next couple of games. I, I, I really do. I've seen I've seen a few people saying it's nonsense. They haven't even got a shortlist. I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. but they I, will. They will. I think. Yeah. I think it's just. It's probably not the way they wanted to play it, but with the Lopetegui rejection, I think they can. You know, the more time they can buy, the better. Because I think it's just common sense that it, it, if you're after a good manager, most of the time a good manager is going to be already be in a job, um, and no one with four or five games left. You know. That he's gonna he's gonna leave before the World Cup break, so I think yeah, it just makes sense. Pasta Coglu, yes or no, Dave? I, I don't know. I don't know enough about him to be honest to 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 say yes or no. Um, I wouldn't mind him, mate. 
Let's say, I think he's done well wherever he's gone, to be fair. Like I said, I don't know a huge amount about his style of play, but I'd say yes. With with the others that we've been linked to, he's not no worse than most of them. 4-2-3-1 mostly. So, Mm. and quite attacking, Uh, which in in Scottish football, if you're Celtic, you'd expect that. Um, (laughs) George, you like him, don't you? Yeah, I just think he's like, I just like his demeanor. I like the football. Like I said last week, I feel like. He got a really, you know, the win of the league against a Rangers team that were the Europa League finalists last year. Can't take anything away from that. He's got him into a Champions League group for the first time in a very, very long time as well. Also and, got, got him out of it as well. Yeah, but yeah, he has, yeah. But I watched him against PSG and I know it's one game in isolation, but first half, they were all over PSG. Just, you know, like, they, they weren't afraid. They were straight down the throat. Mm. And it's almost that full throttle. Football and again, maybe we haven't got the squad to like to do that straight away. But that style of football is something that it's how I would like to play football. Like you know, and how I want the football teams play. Wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Before we move on to the questions, just like to re-announce that uh, Dave and I and Finn and potentially Jord, if he can be bothered. Um, we'll be we'll be at the um, I could I could have gone if he's missing the letting mate, but I didn't, so <laughs> I didn't, and uh, you know. Yeah, you've had enough. You've had it. You've had enough. This podcast and, and do apologise. Well, get... yeah. well, <laughs> at least it's not the did... old man jokes anymore, George. No, yeah. we've moved on from those. She had. He did have. He did. You did slide one in when you were saying he was whipped. Yeah, yeah. like twenty-eight years married or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Sorry. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I know. Um, so yeah, we are doing the Molyneux sleep out on the eighteenth of November. Um, so the funds will be shared between Wolf Foundation and the Good Shepherd Charity. Um, and they provide food and support services in and around the city. So we've raised about £75 so far. We're trying to raise about 300 quid. So, uh, you know, if, if, if anyone's got a bit of spare change and would donate, I, I know myself and us lads would, really would appreciate it. Like I said, trying to get to 300 quid. So still got a while to go. But as always, we appreciate your support and it's for a good cause. And hopefully see some of you there. Um, no one's contacted me, Ari, the sleeping bag, which I requested on the last podcast. <laughs> don't really want to buy one, so if someone could provide a sleeping bag for, with me and I'll maybe put a tenner in the pot, um, let me know, because I don't really fancy doing it in just like trackies. So if, if someone could be of assistance, that'd be fantastic, because I'm never going to use it again, apart from maybe the next sleep out, because I can't stand camping. I'll never do it. So if someone could help me out, that'd be fantastic. Moving on to the questions. Uh, thanks to those who sent all those questions in on Twitter today. Uh, the first question is from Richard Fletcher. Um, I'm conscious of the time as well, lad, so we'll try and fire, for, fire through these. Uh, Richard Fletcher's asked, why does Daniel Pedence consistently escape criticism from Wolves fans? All I see is failed tricks, flicks, backing out of challenges, lack of end product and little robustness when the going gets tough. Finn, I know you're a fan of Pedence. Why does he con- continue to escape criticism? And do you think he does? I think that's harsh. I think he gets criticised. He's a very form player, as I said before. The flicks and tricks. I mean, at Chelsea, tried out four or five back heels. All didn't come off. He had a horrendous game. And then I think three or four came off for him. And I think uh, in the Forest game, I think when you look at, I think I saw on the other 14 the other day, he's top of that other 14 chart for chances created. So it's what you're going to get with a player like that. Fair enough, he's not a jotter in the sort of backing out of challenges when they're going against stuff like jotter and kick people back. Pedences a roll round on the on the floor, um, probably a bit more than than someone that we're used to. Um, but I, I think it's what you get with a player like him to be to have a creative player at Wolves standard, not like City Liverpool standard. It's going to be half of it doesn't come off, but when it does, I mean he's our top scorer, isn't he? I mean it's two goals, but 
he's our, he's our top scorer mm. at the moment. So that's well, I mean, I think he's been, yeah, yeah, what a yeah. what a race so far. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think we're I think we're about fair on him to be honest, lads. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's harsh as well. The comment I thought he was good at he was not good, but he was all right at, at Forest. Yeah, I think the little when the going gets tough. He's, you know, he's probably the only one I'm backing. I know he's only little, but probably the only one I'm backing a fight out of most of the players, to be honest. Um, but no, nah, I mean, the form last year, I think up until our really bad run, I mean, we won a, we won a game when he didn't start. So yeah, he's always he's top for like chances created as well, yeah, isn't he? For us? Yeah, he's, he's up there. So, yeah. yeah. Basha Baz has asked, should we bring Troy back to defend corners or would he not be better remaining up and occupying their defenders? Dave, that's something that Large used to do. He used to leave him up top. But I noticed that we are, we are quite a small side, aren't we? And and despite not being able to head the ball where he wants it to, he's he's a real asset in Rivera George. He's like a coiled spring, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's like aerially, he's, he's very decent. But obviously, Large has gone. His staff have gone bar one man. Tony Roberts, who does the set pieces. <laughs> That's right. You'll probably, you know, see some of those uh, those things still. But I know, uh, I'm not sure if you included it. Someone uh, mentioned the short short corners as well. Um, I don't know. Did we do any of those? Did we get any? I think they would just whipped him straight into the area, didn't we? So, yeah, um, yeah that, you know, in an ideal world, you'd have Troy Ray up there, you know, because I think you'd have two or three defenders back then. But just trying to get that balance of, you know, Defensive defensive stability, and then also obviously trying to get a team on the counter as well. He may have um he may have noticed that as well. Did you see with the first corner that Forrest got the sort of the confusion that yeah. Traore went up, and then they told him to come back. Yeah. Bomb, the didn't they? The left, the left, mm. No, they left two up, didn't they? Like we left yeah, two. Ignore up. it. Yeah. Then then um I can't remember one of the Forest players went in, and then Traore stayed back, and then it was just a bit. Yeah, mm. I think the plan was to leave two up two up against him. Um, but then obviously, yeah, it, it changed during the game. Did you say Aynori fit was one of them? Yeah, they left Pedence on the halfway line yeah. for obvious reasons, and then Aynori like halfway up. And he, to be because fair, he broke a few times. Yeah, he broke. broke well, I'm yeah. sure I do remember we had one counter attack, really wasn't well. it? And now I remember, yeah. But it makes sense because on the ball, he's probably yeah. one of the quickest, one of the most skillful, to be fair. I'm just, I think that was scarred. one of the ones I remember. Do you remember that one Southampton away where Traore was defending deep on a on a corner and just didn't get out and left someone like ten yards yeah. outside and they scored? I'm just scarred from that whenever he comes back, but it seems to work okay at the weekend. It's a it's a balance act, isn't it? How many players you commit forward? Because like if you leave four up there, gonna have to leave forward. They're not gonna leave like yeah. it's like who's got the bigger bollocks, really, isn't it? When it comes mm. to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Jake Williams has asked, and I feel like we may have covered it, but George, I'll come to you, mate. Is it worth considering the season to be a write-off and getting in a boss to keep us up potentially with you going back in for Lapetegui at the end of the season? Or would we be better off trying to hire a long-term Bruno replacement now? I think if the long-term replacement's there, then do it. And I think that that's why Rob Edwards got an interview like early on in this process because they're like, actually, could he come in and do like almost that stopgap, I think? I don't think we'd be giving him the permanent job, but I think that they're exploring their options at the minute. And I, I do feel like Fosen have got, a, I mean, I'm quick to criticise Fosen. I think they get a lot of stuff wrong. Um, but plan A was Lopetegui, always was, always has been. When, when we got, when he was available, we were going to try and get him. And obviously for reasons out of our control and his control, it's not the right time. So, for me, if the right person's there and you're going to back them, then do it. I don't feel like you can bring in someone like Michael Beale and go, you've got it to the end of the season, mate, then our man's there. If you bring in someone like Michael Beale, you commit to it, you give him the contract and you back him. 
if like like playing devil's advocate like we did a little bit earlier where I mentioned about Lopetegui, they're still waiting for whatever happens with his with his old man, then that's completely different. But I do feel like the next manager needs to be a like needs to be long term unless the club can and tell the, the fans and announce that this is short term short termism yeah. and you're still looking. Um but I don't think you can write the season off the what is it ten games? Because no. it should be the third season we've written off in the row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Fifty <laughs> percent like, of the seasons we've had the Prem we've written off. But the thing Transitional is, season number three. Couple wins away from being like top ten comfortably, and then the season looks a little bit differently. And outside of outside of the usual suspects, I think it's a poor league. You know, I really do. So put a run of games together, it looks a little a lot different. Final question is from Sam James and probably one for Dave and I. Um, not pre pre Leicester or Palace related, but are you guys planning on doing a Fabio Silva progress review of an Andalek fan? Very interesting to see how the Golden Boys getting on. I, I actually did a podcast with uh, an Andalek podcast called Mouthside, which is like what they work with the club, so we could definitely get them on. Um, to talk about Fabio, but we, Dave and I, I don't know if you may or may not know some, but Dave and I went over to watch him play a couple of weeks ago uh, against FC Charleroi, and he was absolutely cash. <laughs> it was awful. Um, he's he's scoring a few goals, and he's doing well. Yeah, the the there is a plan probably around the World Cup break that like, we'll do a video, uh, like a half season review, almost like a loan review about how everyone's getting on. I don't know, is League One, League Two stopping during the World Cup? Is that carrying on? I was thinking that with the championship with Beal. Yeah. Um, I think the championship will, will stop championship because stopping, it normally yeah. does. Like the, I, I'm not sure if the football, the rest of the football league, stopping or, or and like non-league and that. But um, yeah, the, there'll be a, a video anyway because there's a couple of players that are out on loan at the moment. Even flipping Kiana Hoover had a, a good game. Yeah. say two assists. League but, two is carrying on. Yeah, how is it? Okay. Um, yeah, mm. and let me just double check. Carry on, carry league, talking. League one below in it, then we'll we'll stop. Yeah, it's got to. We'll um, carry on. I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it must be league one as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was to say international yeah. breaks. League one below, you'll normally carries on. Carry on. Unless you've got a number of players out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit shit though. Say if you've got, I don't know, you you've got few players who are going to World Cup and League One, which is probably unlikely. But what do you do? Postpone all your games. Yeah, and if you have a, season. If you have five, if you have five players more or more unavailable, yeah. you can request a postponement, and then their football league will look at it. Yeah, mm. maybe. Um, chaps, that's all we've got time for for this week. It's a bit of a bumper episode over over an hour and twenty minutes. So I hope you you've all enjoyed it, Dave. It's, it's been a pleasure. Where can people find you? Should they wish to follow you? It certainly has. Yeah, it's uh, Dave has a party on Twitter and public Instagram. Beat me to it. He's beat me to it. Finn, yeah. where can people find you? Should they wish to follow you, Phil? Finn is F I N E double R Z. Uh, Twitter, Instagram is also public, and YouTube. George, LinkedIn. Yeah, I was going to say last week got about six requests on LinkedIn. So <laughs> I'll tell I've you got what. Quite a few as well. Yeah, you know, grow that network. That's all it's about. There you go. Um, no, but George was seven. Twitter, Instagram, all public. Nothing to hide over here. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> you insinuated. <laughs> when you come for as a party, mate, you better not miss. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm 
Simon Cooper writes on Twitter, Instagram on private, um, and Matt Cooper bites on YouTube if you're a fan of the Nick Skrill. We are at Talking Walls across all of our socials, including LinkedIn. Thanks to those who liked the LinkedIn page over the past few weeks. I've had quite a few likes, so appreciative of that. Don't forget the bet mate pot for the Palace game is on the homepage, three pound in your chance to win 600 quid. And of course, for the Sunday game, it's a Sunday 2 p.m., two pound in your chance to win 400 pound. Be gamble aware. If you have liked, uh, if you have enjoyed the video, make sure you drop it a like if you're new here, subscribe. Let us know in the comment section down below what you thought, who you want to be the next Wolves manager and who you think it will be. And until next time, hopefully when we're doing the next pod, we're on the back of three wins in a row and we're off to Europe. But until next time, guys, take care.